Collins Ladle Studio. Here's in Shane in the Membrane. Hello. And welcome to the In Shane and the Membrane podcast. I'm your host, Shane Thompson. And with me, as always, is Bilichek to my Brady, Ken H. What up, sucker? <laughs> uh, There's a big argument, you know, about that. Brady, you know, the first question, uh, they lost last night. It's spoiling a little bit. The uh, the Bucks. Yes. Is. Against and who? Of course, immediately against the Cowboys. Okay. And, of course, immediately... The questions they hit Tom Brady with, you know, it's like the game's over for like two minutes, and it's like, oh, are you going to retire? Are you come back for next season or whatever? It's this ridiculous. Um, I knew that was going to happen, so I just turned it off and didn't even watch it. I had some other stuff to do. I watched the end of the game. Okay. I didn't watch post game. Okay. I knew well, it didn't matter what happened. <laughs> it was going to be it's Tom Brady coming back. It is the age old uh, argument regarding. How much does a coach, and in this case Bill Belichick, right, was Tom Brady's coach for many years. They were highly successful. And uh, then he switches teams, and Belichick has not been successful, and, and Tom Brady has, although this year. Well, he's in a rebuild. Belichick. I say Belichick. What are you saying? Is it Belichick? Yeah. I don't know. What are you Is saying? Is it B-E-L? I, I was, for the first couple of times, I was like, what I don't are know. you saying? I don't then, know. Whatever Belichick? you know, who we're talking about Belichick, Belichick, like ringing a bell. Okay, Belichick. Whatever. Okay. I don't care. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Of course, everybody the terrible knows who dresser. Belichick is. Okay. So, Belichick I, was the also making moves though. Like he's he's more than just a coach for that team. I'm not. He may be the general manager. I don't know. I don't. But know. he works hand in hand with that. Stuff. I don't know. I. I make the argument that the talent, in this case me, right, because I'm Brady, I'm the talent, right, is much more important than coaching. It plays a part. I didn't say it's not important. I said that it's more important. Let me tell you when coaching comes into play, because the Dallas coach, he's been accused of being a bad coach. Okay. Okay. Sure. So, like next there week's game, coaches. which we will know, we'll actually know the result by the time we listen to this podcast. So at this time, we don't know the result. We don't. Forty ers against the Cowboys. Oof, Shanahan is a way better coach than the Cowboys coach. I forgot the Cowboys coach's name though. McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah. So, can't so Shanahan is a better coach than McCarthy. Uh, Ken, where are we right now? We are. Outside of Fuzzies and uh, what's it called? Chisholm Trail, Chisholm Peak. I don't even know what this place is. This next complex door. is called Chisholm. This something. place here across from Fuzzies is so yuppie that I can't eat there. The I'm hatch, not allowed to eat the there. The hatch? The hatch, is that what that is? I think so, yeah. I have no idea. I just know that, that I'm not allowed to eat there. No, I'll, if if we ever have the opportunity where it's an 11 o'clock on a weekday and I'm not working, <laughs> okay. Well, when Girl, you I'll retire at age seventy-eight, yeah. we'll, we'll I know have you will be available. Brunch here, no, I'll definitely be available. So, but I'll bring you over here. <laughs> okay. To, uh, I have like a fan blow. It's like freezing yeah. cold where there's I'm. At. Ex- <laughs> there's an exhaust fan right above. What do you want to move? What the freak is going on? Do you want to move? We can move over. I here. actually do. Hey, we can do that. We're yeah, mobile. Just pick okay. it up. Let's pause it. No, we don't have to pause it. We don't have to pause it. I got stuff sitting on. No, we don't need to pause it. Just come on. Okay. So how was your day, Ken? Um, it was productive. I don't. You you told me before it wasn't very good. No, I never. I didn't say that about today. Well, uh, you said there was there some frustration. There was an incident that happened. But oh, I'm not going to talk about that. Okay. On no, I know we're not going to talk because you that don't. That was just. That you was don't just, talk freely like me. That was just a few minutes ago. That incident. Oh, okay. At Got the it. end of my day. Got it. Got it. Well, I had a good day. Thank you for asking. Uh, I spoke to. One of my clients today, longtime client, excellent client. He's he's great, great guy, great guy. And this one's a little dirty. We're just oh my gosh, are you just gonna complain about everything, sweetheart? Maybe. (laughs) You need me to to clean this for you. Get a steam cleaner. It's fine. So uh, I talked to this client this morning, and 
with certain clients, I find myself like turning into a different person as I'm talking to them. And, and, oh, sure. And in the end, I'll hang the phone up and be like, what did I just say? I'm like, who was talking? If, if you made me listen to a recording of the conversation, I'd have said, I don't even know who that is. You know, my voice. I'd be like, I'm not sure. Sounds like me, but that's not something An out-of-body experience? It's, I think we all do that to a certain extent. And it's not, it's more like I, I turn into this, this person that I think he kind of expects me to be maybe. You know, so I'm trying to kind of make him happy. Uh, was it more of a shop talk thing? No, it's more of a, I turn into a good old boy. Because he's a good old boy. Like, I yeah, kind of match yeah. him. Well, that's that's number one thing in sales. You're supposed to match him. No, but I don't want to do that. That's not who I am. Coffee's for closers, man. I understand that. I understand that. But anyway, I do that occasionally. I don't like it. And then I'm like, that's not me. I don't know why I just did that. But do you ever do that? All the time. Uh, oh, all example, the time. I saw this uh, gentleman and his... Uh, Oh, can y'all hear that? Nice. So nice his, uh, his wife was in the healthcare field. Okay. And she starts using words, to me, that are medically descriptive. Okay. Not okay. just common knowledge. Ooh, okay. Okay. So then I'm like, oh, Because you do have. Yeah, well, <laughs> I didn't learn that in my undergrad. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm talking to her. I'm like, oh, you're in healthcare, blah, blah, blah. What okay. do you do? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So then... Our language, or our speech on the side, took a different direction. Oh, okay, okay. So, um, but you, yeah, it happens. Okay, okay. I just, uh, I didn't, I don't even realize it when it happens, and and to a certain extent, I do it when we're recording a podcast. Like you Did put you a, close the sale. It wasn't selling anything. It was an existing client, and we were working on something else. Did you keep the client? Yes, I did. Okay, well that's that's good. He seemed happy when we when we hung up. Uh, it reminds me of, do you remember that Seinfeld episode where George is working for the Yankees and he's entertaining some Texas oh, the Texans? Yes, yeah. it's and like cussers. I hate that. I hate that episode because number one, I'm like, oh, this is just all Texas businessmen. They wear cowboy hats and they all curse and they're well, crude. It's it's a play, but there, there was some truth to it, like a it, tiny bit. It's like. Man, you coming over after we get done here, you SOB. Exactly. Except they were right. using the right. real words. Right, right, And yeah. then George just... He started cussing. Oh, absolutely. He just he just yeah. falls right in line, and, and he's really... And, and to to his credit, right, they liked him much more. Oh, yeah. And and were really happy that he was their liaison or whatever. You going to slap doing. that George Steinbrenner on his blanket. <laughs> you, oh, let's go out for another drink, you piece of... Mm. But he turned into someone different, right? Oh yeah, it's pretending. Uh, it's an act. That's that's kind of what I think of, and then and then and sometimes I just do it, and I don't even realize it. And I was What's like, your "What am I doing?" Favorite Seinfeld episode of all time. Oh you my god! One. The contests. It, it's oh. it's no question, really. <laughs> it's the contest. Yeah. What, what do about you, think? you? You guess. I I don't know. There's so many. Oh my god! When George gets caught pretending to be a. Marine biologist. <laughs> yes, and in the end, yeah, Holland won. I think there's something in the blowhole <laughs> of the well. Of course there is. Is there a marine biologist? And he's there in the coffee shop and he's telling them the story. Yeah. And she was angry that day, my friends. <laughs> like an old man returning a bowl of soup at the deli. <laughs> and it was a toss. I was tossed right on top of the beast. And he's like... <laughs> And he holds up the golf ball. Exactly. And Kramer goes, Is that a Titleist? Is that a Titleist? We're holding one. <laughs> That's my favorite. It had shown Kramer at the beach hitting golf balls out into the ocean earlier in the episode. Great episode. If you don't know what we're talking about, that's y'all's fault. You it really is. I, no, I, no, more, no more explaining. Um, so, uh, Any I, shows you're watching now? I interrupted you. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, we haven't updated our list. I'm in a working while. my way through 1883. Okay, it's on my to-do list. Okay, so tell me this. Okay, I'm about to start season. That's some good background noise right there. Yeah, That's this a, is real deal, it's a man. Fire truck. I see it going by. If uh, I'm about to start season four of Yellowstone. Okay. Okay. Do I need to? I think. 
I think that guy did that on purpose. No, he, he didn't. looked at me. Yeah. Oh, he, he liked hearing his exhaust in yeah. his parking garage. Freaking morons. <laughs> Where's your Confederate flag? The buddy? answer is no to whatever your question is going to be. In I don't, that, in I don't that, have to be up to date. No, on no, no. I think it's independent. I don't think you need this. To what about 1923? I have not seen that. The Fort Harrison one. I have not watched it. But let me. So, so 1883. I'm just going to. I'm going to boil it down very briefly. In that. Forget the whole history of Yellowstone. This is a family. They start in Fort Worth, Texas in the year 1883. And they are moving across the country. They are on their way to Oregon. Because apparently Oregon, Oregon is where it's at. It's where it's at. Maybe they were Jason S.'s uh, ancestors. Who knows? And Well, they, I think these are the Duttons. Well, one of the families is the Duttons, yes. But okay. the, the rest are like immigrants. Okay. And, and most of them don't even speak English. And and German? Then, uh, Sam Elliott German? Yes, yeah, some of them German. Yes, yeah. Okay. Sam Elliott is is hired to then escort them, if you will, across the country. Okay. Okay. And but once you get outside of Fort Worth, it's just it's the frontier. Oh yeah. It's no man's land, and and it's brutal. And I don't know. Was life really like that? I mean, maybe it was. I. It's yeah. hard for me to imagine a life where you, you, you don't have laws or, or no one cares about the laws, but do you still just kill people left and right without thinking about it much, right? Can, can is... Does that happen? And, and and I guess it does, but I think that I think most I think old westerns or whatever dramatize it. Yes, greatly. it's probably exaggerated. Yeah, absolutely, but it did exist. I mean, you uh, number one, if you were heading to Oregon from Texas, chances are even if everything went right, you may not live. No, a hundred percent. Well, I didn't even think about this, but. Think how many rivers there are oh, yeah. between Fort Worth and Oregon. Many, many, many yeah. rivers and some very big rivers. Fortunately, not the Mississippi. I think that'd be impossible without a park. But they, they're, in, they're in horses, which can swim, but they're also in wagons. Yeah. And so getting these wagons across it these rivers, swim. and then you got to beat winter. You know, that's all. I feel like I'm watching uh, uh, Game of Thrones. Winter, Winter is, is coming, coming. because it, they're constantly talking about, hey, we need to be at this point because we have got to beat winter. What's that, that story? I uh, forget the name of the family. They had to eat each other. It's a famous story. I don't know. They're, they're heading out west and they get stuck. I have no idea. Start dying. It's a famous story. Okay, I believe you, but I don't anyway. know. Anyway, it's, here's the thing. It's good. I, I would recommend it. But it is depressing. There's like zero. So that means I'll like it. There's zero. Yo, you'd love it. Yes. Because it, it's. Yes. It's uh, it, as you can imagine, right? And life on on that type of journey is not enjoyable in any way, shape, or form. It is brutal. It is harsh. It is hard. It is it is boring. It is it is all of those things. Uh, it, it's it's hard decisions. Um, it's it's rough, and, and and so every time I watch an episode, I'm like, I gotta watch something like, I don't know, Seinfeld Was or whatever. Like two episodes <laughs> to wash my Wait, mind two, out. Two seasons. I said episodes. I think two seasons. I think just one, maybe two. I don't know. I'm working okay. on the first one. Well, anyway, I'm I'm I'd stopped at season four of Yellowstone. Okay, okay. I turned it off after season one, and I wouldn't watch anymore. Really? I thought it was stupid. I watched like the first three episodes of the, of the reason first I season. stopped like, watching eh. it. One episode, the last three episodes, somebody gets attacked by a bear. Okay. Somebody gets shot and lives, and somebody gets pushed off the cliff. And I'm like, okay, this is like one family, and these three things happen in three episodes <laughs> in a row. Yeah, sure. And it still is kind of happening like that. It's, okay. It's, it's some crazy crap. Well, you got to entertain, but, uh, Ken. Stuff's got to happen. But I'm back in it, and it's got me. Lo- it's got me locked in. Oh, Not okay. locked in okay. where I can't put it down. Okay. But I'm I'm locked in. I also watched. Um, Based on a book written by a guy named Thoreau, um, and his nephew, Justin Thoreau, was a guy who dated Jennifer Aniston for a while and was in that movie about the, uh, oh, crap. Don't know, uh, don't care. That's, let's move don't on. Know. Let's move on. Well, anyway, it's the Mosquito Coast. It's an okay. interesting story. Okay. But um, uh, Harrison Ford made a movie. In like eighty three, yeah, eighty four. I, I, I never saw it, but I remember. He it. goes out to South America and wants to build a machine that makes ice, and then 
crud happens and everything falls to pieces. But nice. So nice. these families ran for the game. So I got sucked into that. It's very slow. It's a long play. I don't it's know. Okay. I'm out. Uh, I'm out. And then um, I tried White Lotus. You heard anything about that? Oh, I have. I have. And okay. Okay. And then I tried. Uh, the mayor of Kingston as Kingstown is coming back. Okay. Oh, Your Honor's coming back as well. I watched the I first episode. I don't watch that. That's pretty interesting. So those, that's I, on my to-do list. I've been watching uh, simultaneously, like I kind of flip back and forth. 1883, Kaleidoscope. I've seen it. Hadn't started it. Oh, oh, you've seen it and then you know what it is. But yeah, you I've seen the advertisement. So do you know the, 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 the idea of the show? No. Okay. So there are, and I'm, I'm a little confused about this, but basically I'm just watching them in whatever order Netflix gives it to me, but it bounces around. Give it to me, baby. It bounces around. Uh-huh. It's like uh-huh. it's like one episode is five years before the heist. The next one is, is three days before the heist. Okay. And then the next one is, me. is six weeks after the heist. Or so apparently like it's about a heist. It is about a heist. Yeah. But it, but it bounces around. Where do they get the name from? Okay, because kaleidoscope is like um, it changes every time. Yeah, you spin the the yeah. looking glass looking so, thing. So I and think, you spin in I think it's, it's if you watch it, then the order is random somewhat. I, I don't know that you you watch it in a certain order. I think it's okay. You can watch it in any order, and it kind of pieces itself together. Does that make sense? I'm with you. It's it's okay. Uh, the girls at Randa's work were just going crazy about it. Random little time. girls that work at a pediatrician's office. The women can. I'm just saying, girls. I don't know the females. Dude, you are so offensive. What's wrong with calling girls? They're young women. I don't know, girls. Offensive. Okay, whatever. Cancelled. <laughs> so be it. Cancel culture. So they were just going on and on. So I'm like, I gotta try it, and it's it's okay. It's like that in 1883. I'm like, eh, you know, I'm watching them because I got nothing better. It's not like one of those shows where, okay, just one more. It's 12.30, 1 o'clock at night. Just one more, you know. I haven't found one of those in a while. So I'm looking for my next one of those. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Okay. Uh, something, so <clears throat> this past Sunday, I, like a good boy, went to Sunday school. Okay. You don't go to Sunday school anymore because you're not a, you're not a good a, Christian. I'm like a ship without a port. <laughs> so I went to Sunday school, and our regular teacher, Jason S., was not there. But we only allow Jasons to teach our Sunday school class. So it was Jason H., another good friend okay. of mine, who, who taught. And we actually got to way more of the lesson than we normally do because Jason S., we talked more with him. And at one point, they, I don't even remember how, how it got brought up, but uh, he made the remark. He used to work, Jason H., used to work at a private school. I'm not even going to mention the name. And Why not? It doesn't matter. And he said that, interesting fact, um, Old Testament teachers, not just not just like uh, K through 12, but also you know post high school, have like the least amount of tenure of of pretty much all of the the religious teachers. Okay. Okay. Now, why do you think specifically Old Testament teachers have a short tenure? Because they're old. No. I mean, is this something obvious? I don't. I don't know if it's super obvious, but if you if you I mean, put your mind guesses. to it, well, I'm asking you to guess. Yes, I'm not saying you get one guess, and if you get it wrong, I'm gonna kill you. Well, we're, we're trying to entertain. If you're if you're a normal Christian church in Oklahoma, which okay. we're in the Bible Belt, yes, we are. The focus is gonna be more on. New Testament. Has anything to do with that? No, it doesn't. Okay, no. well, uh, this is boring people, so... It really is. This it whole really episode's a pot Okay, crap. So, so think about it, though. The Old Testament is... It's much more open to interpretation, I'm going to say it that way, than, than the New Testament. Okay. Does it make sense? Do you so agree with that? Get, people get fired? For their no, interpretation, no. the, the New Testament is just much more literal. Number one, right? It's more. It's it's more. Oh, I see the point of that story. There's no, 
50 well, different I'm, ways to see I it. I think I know the the big point of the Old Testament. Okay, I understand that. But then you can get into some... There's some crazy stuff in the Old Testament, right? Sure. Way crazier than the New Testament. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're judging it today's standards, yes. So point being is, is Jason H.'s sure point is that eventually you're going to say something and it's going to be your interpretation, your theory... Right. Uh, uh, regarding a certain passage in the Old Testament. Right. Some young person's going to go home and tell their parents, and they're going to take offense to it. And next thing you know, they're calling the school and telling them what, you're, what they're teaching their kid, and they're not paying thirty grand for you to teach their kid that, you know, Samson was a good guy or whatever. I don't know, right? Well, so, you, do, you, do have, you do have more room to say when you are paying for it. No, and I understand that, but... But he, and here's where I'm getting it. Here's the heart of this, and we'll get into it. This is the, the larger topic, is is a, a private education, private schools right? in general. We've, we've never touched completely. You know, we've danced around it, but we never touched completely. And you touch kids at a private school? I don't think you should record that. Can you edit that out, <laughs> that you admitted that? So No, I said you. Oh, you're asking me. No, <laughs> yeah, no, I, for the record. I don't do that. Yeah, no. So it's... It's always fascinating me with a little bit. I went to public K yes. through 12. Houston Independent School District. HSD, baby, is rough. Yes. I remember, we talked about this before. My high school, no majority because there was no minority. It was, it was pretty rough. My post-high school experience was the exact opposite. Went to the University of Southern Nazarene, as did you, Ken. Correct? Yes. Uh, and you also were a public of... Yeah. Pub, a, a product, product of public, of public education? K through 12, correct? Yes. Okay. When you went to SNU, did you get a sense that the the classes, the actual education, the, like the whole experience was different? I, explain to me kind of when you think back, like how did you think of your college experience different from your high school experience? I mean, if you want to know the God's honest truth... I do. That's what I'm asking you. I had no idea what to expect. Okay. Okay. I mean, I understood the concept of you will be taking a class and you'll be getting a grade. Okay. Okay. I was telling my advisor, Dr. Sharon Young... Shout out. Nice. ...what I thought I wanted to do. Okay. Not knowing that what I wanted to do really didn't exist. Okay. Okay. Like, I told her, I want to be... I want to do sports medicine. You want to be a unicorn trainer. Okay, so what, you know, do you want to be an athletic trainer? Do you want to be okay. a therapist? Do you okay. want to be a, a orthopedic surgeon? I mean, you know, what do you want to do in that? that That's not a job. That's a field. Okay, okay. And so um, it took me about a year I'm not to really figure to figure out how the whole system worked. Okay, I'm okay. not I'm not leading you down this pathway very well. Well, I'm enjoying my story. Let me finish. Fine. So it took me about a year to discover kind of what it was all about, how to pace myself, the grades, and then I'm like, okay, well, I need to narrow this down to something that forms a profession, or in my case, it was to get a degree so I could go to graduate school. Okay, that's that's fine. Oh, better question. During that time period, yes. Oh, well, then you went on to your your postgraduate work. Yes. At the University of Oklahoma, correct? Yes. And it, to my knowledge, it is not a private university. No, it's not. A, <laughs> so the, the dean is encouraging beer parties. How did you? Okay, so how did you view that differently? How how were those experiences different? Um. Well, the the school sponsored and did things that would wouldn't even be allowed at Southern Nazarene. Okay, such as drinking at, at a party. Okay. But well, number the, one, number one, it's graduate school, so everybody's yeah. of age. Yes, it's a little different, but yes, yeah, okay. I mean, they would let us have kegs of beer and things like that. Okay, at parties. Okay. Um, but the education experience itself, did it feel any different? I mean, it was it was specific. To medicine, so I mean, that was what I expected. Okay, it's not playing around. I'm, the answer is no. Will you it's, just say no? Well, the 
Undergraduate, okay, undergraduate OU is different than graduate on a medical campus at OU. Oh my gosh. Okay, so that's that's not really a good question. It's not a good comparison. <sighs> it's not a good comparison. I remember one young lady though. Uh, we were talking about abortion. At this is at OU. Okay. And I'm under the thought process that I could have a conversation with somebody. Okay. And I thought she was my friend. Okay. And it wasn't me that said something, but somebody else that was a friend of mine had said something to her that she she was, uh, I guess what we would call pro-choice. Okay. Okay. And, dude, she flipped out and wouldn't talk to that guy the rest of school, like another year and a half. Wouldn't talk to who? This guy. The guy was the one that wanted to have this. We were all having a conversation. Oh, okay. You were all you were in a group conversation. Yeah, and I'm under the you know I'm under the the belief that you know you could disagree with somebody. I understand. And, so uh, in this group discussion, this, there was no disagreeing Christianly. Put it that he, way. He said something like he's pro life, and she said I'm pro choice. Yeah, he was she, she was pretty him. staunch pro life, and she was like dig your heels in the ground. Okay. Pro choice, and I had never really been in my. College experience. Okay, I've never been. You know, I, I right. haven't experienced somebody right. that because far on everybody that side. in it SNU is pro life for that matter. Pretty right? much. I mean, as far as we know, right? Well, not, not. I'm sure not everybody. No, no, but I you know get that, the idea. I mean, yes. you're talking. Yes. And and even at the Southern Nazarene or a small Christian school, you know, not everybody is going to do the right thing. Not everybody's no. going to be perfect. Not everybody's going to love Jesus. But <laughs> you still don't. have. You still have. You know, seventy-five percent of the people. No, no, you're you're doing a terrible job of getting to what I'm trying to get you to. Well, as I didn't, always, I didn't know where you were going. Well, you, even then, you avoid. If you it. want to give me directions to tell, your mom's I house? Tell, I don't need them because I've already been there. <laughs> I know you do. So, I'm going to give a, just interject a quick story. So this weekend, thank you for coming out. You can help me <laughs> with my building. But what did you say about your ladder? You remember that? You remember what you said about your ladder versus my ladder? It was bigger. That's right. You said it was it was taller specifically. Taller, yeah. That's right. And yeah. then you go home, and I said, and what did I say at the time before? But you've been wrong. I admitted I was wrong. You never said that. You never said that. Come on. You never. I said, told you it wasn't. It was the same height. So so I say no, it's not, and you're like no, it's tall. You insist it's tall. I'm like fine. Yeah, fine. I thought it was. I'm. I know that it's not, Ken. I think and it is goes a bigger home. ladder. It's a wider ladder. It might be a little wider, More but that was stable. Not, that was not the point. It, it was no, taller. It wasn't. Was taller, and he yeah. comes back and he tells me that no, my ladder is the same size. It's but I admitted foot. it, and I said, "Okay, well, admit to your son that you were wrong," and you did not admit it. I told, I said that ladder was the same. You height. didn't. You then said, "Oh, it's wider or some sort." It is wider. Ken, you need to just admit when you're wrong and just say, I "Hey, said I'm wrong." The ladder. No, you didn't. Why do I have to say I'm wrong? Why do I have to put frame it in a negative? He, it's not a negative. It's a fact. Why couldn't I say? Our ladders are the same height, and then you. The you same reason you can't tell me yes and no. You, you can't can, answer my questions. No, in yes I will and no. never do that. Oh my gosh! Why do you need? The question is, why do you need me? I'm to do never, that? ever, ever putting you on the stand. No, don't. Because it would be terrible. Why do? The question is, why do you need me to say I'm wrong? Just, I just want you to admit that you were wrong. That why? sometimes you're wrong because you, you always say you're right. I am always right. That's exactly what you say, and I'm trying to prove that you're not always right, even when it's in your face that you're wrong. And I insist that you're okay. wrong. You still that admit, wasn't name something else I was wrong about. I don't keep score, Ken. Say I name forget. one thing. I forget. This is the game Jenny plays. Yeah, name one grief. thing. No. So here's where I was getting at, Ken. Good grief. You're Good just terrible. grief. This is the worst episode ever. <laughs> it's the worst. So, when I got to, to the University of Southern Nazarene University, I, too, didn't really know what to expect differently. Now, I knew that it was a Christian-based yes. organization, uh, university. I knew that uh, there, were, there was chapel that yes. was held. I knew I'd be, be required to go to it, you know, a certain yes, number of days. Which I, you didn't. I did in the beginning. You how many, know, how many did times did you pass? Time. How's it going? Out of Thanks. out of out of ten or eleven semesters, how many did Got you pass? By. I don't want to talk about that. So one? I don't know. At least four semesters. I got out of one. Did you know that? You did have out of one whole year. How? How's that? Remember, I had surgery my freshman year on my face. Yes, I remember. I got out of them. Wow. 
Nice. I, I didn't need to get out. Of I should have had they surgery. Gave me the, they gave me a free pass. I totally should have had surgery. Okay, so I knew that, okay, you got to go. And, and I also knew that there are a certain amount of, of Christian classes, mm-hmm. you know, such as Maybe Christian scripture. One a year is what the design is. Is that what it is? Yeah. So four total? I don't even remember, There's man. Man, self, and religion. Christian scripture, that's the only New one Testament, and Old Testament. Is that right? All right, yeah. I believe you. I think that's what it was. So, I came to school, and sure enough, all those things, yes, that I expected, that that's different. You know, going to chapel, never experienced that before. Felt like going to church, which yeah. I had done. Um, Didn't bother Sitting me. in the, the, the Christian education classes was, it was fine. It's pretty similar. Yeah, it's kind of boring. Everything else felt like it could have been a, a class in my high school. Really? Yeah. In I that don't. in that it was just the material was taught and in many different ways in whatever way. But there was there wasn't it wasn't taught necessarily from a Christian perspective. I never at least I the maybe the more than average oblivious college student never picked up on it. I'll tell okay, you that. Let me tell you what I picked up on that is a big deal. Okay. All of us were similar. Very I'm getting similar. to that. I'm getting Very to that. Similar. I'm getting Except to that. Except for one, but I'm not going to mention it. Well, and honestly, even the one that probably what we would consider broke the most rules at the time. Yes. Still had a very strict upbringing. I'm getting to that, but yeah. just point by point, I'm going through this. So, to me, I didn't fully understand. Now, when I was young, K through 12, I never went to a private school, but uh, Angel, my Shut younger up. sister, did. Why? And uh, a year or two. And this was the reason that I thought people went to private schools, because if they had problems with their school or... Are you ratting out your sister? Well, a little bit. She she was going to go to a Hamilton Middle School, which was a rough, a very rough... I actually went to another one because I was like in a magnet program. I was, you know, smart. And, and actually, they didn't let her in. After I got in, they let her in. Uh, but, but for a year or two, she went to um, Northwest Baptist Academy, and it's kind of an elite uh, K-12 school okay. in, in the Houston area. And, and I just thought, well, you go to private school when you've had a problem at public school, for whatever reason, right? That is one and, reason. And mainly, it was, it was safer. That's what I thought. Yeah. It was just safer. <laughs> um, it wasn't... I, so, so, I certainly didn't think that it was because, oh, you're going to get taught from a Christian perspective and everything is going to be coming from a Christian slant. I certainly didn't think that, but I didn't know because I, I didn't go. But then when I got to SNU, it did not feel like everything was from a Christian slant. It, it simply felt like, oh, I go to chapel and I take, I'm required to take these boring Christian classes and that's the only difference. I'm going to call you out. Okay, feel free. I think it was, I think it was more the oblivious part. Because okay. the signs were everywhere. I went to Lamar. Okay. okay. I, I left and went to Lamar University my second year. Yeah. I, too, went to University of Central Oklahoma for some of that time. Not like a full-time student, though. No, no but I, you, took, you I were, took some classes. You were dry, You were you were a commuter campus. You were driving in and taking a class. That's not That's the same correct. experience. Okay. Well, still. So, even though I was driving to Lamar, I was taking okay. a full queso like I was living on campus. Okay. okay I understand. Same. same. I understand. And I went there my second year. It's a pretty big Division One, low end on the sports, but it's a Division One okay. college. Okay. And it was nothing like Southern Nazarene. I went to Southern Nazarene first, okay. and then went there. Explain and it's it. Like, well, number one, no, 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 stop. Number one, that's kind of a difference between a big school and a small school. So that's not just about the Christian experience. Yeah, but most of, like, especially around here, most of the small schools have some kind of religious. That's typically true, uh, but, but I'm trying to I'm trying to boil it down. I'm trying to take away all the extras. Mm-hmm. Small school versus large doesn't count. The difference is there. I'm discounting, but but continue. Well, you're on that campus too. I mean, the the culture's a lot different. You know, a lot. You're you're exposed okay. to okay. people that are not like you. I understand that, which sure. could be a positive, but could be pretty rough too. If we're being honest. Yeah. Okay. Now that. That is a point, what you were alluding to earlier, where you you can certainly make an argument that you are sending your child, because I'm talking about parents, because parents make yes. this decision more than kids make the decision. Yes. Right? 
it's typically the parents' decision. The parents are the ones paying for it. So yeah. the parents are the ones making the decision. How's it going? Recording Another, podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah. I figured you wondered. Another uh, another big difference, too, is that I felt at Lamar, yes. nobody gave two craps about me. Okay. If it, if it SNU, okay. you missed no. two or three days, somebody's calling you. I understand that. Okay, we'll get to that, so. too. But the, but the first piece is when parents are making that decision for the child, because yes. 99% of the time it's the parents making the decision, there's validity to the fact that you want your child surrounded to like-minded people of your faith. Yes. To then to then have them influence you. There, there's definitely an argument to that. Yes. Um, I I discounted that at the time, but looking back, no, absolutely. You know, I, I met my wife there. I met you know yes. many you many yes. of my lifelong friends who were very similar, had similar beliefs that yes. I did. So there's a lot of value to that. I, I'm. I'm agreeing with that. Um, okay. K through 12, I might argue a little different, but but you still, I mean, majority of your friends that you make are, are from school. So if you send your child to a private K through 12, they're going to make friends with, with similar-minded people sure, of similar probably. parents. People that you probably want them hanging around with, that type of thing, okay. to influence them. Um, so there, there's definitely value there. Uh, but... The, the flip side of this is you do then go to those schools where parents do have a lot of control, okay? Just like oh, yeah. getting, back, get, getting back to what Jason said, yeah, where, yeah, yeah. where you say something wrong in your Old Testament class and parents hear about it, and next thing you know, you're fired because they're the ones calling the shots. So I just I think that's a big negative on the private school experience when parents have so much of a say there's still you're still under your parents kind of control even though you're 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 out in the real world you're still very much now under their thumb are you talking 12th grade and under private school or college private school I'm talking both I'm talking both to a get, certain extent as you get into the college experience part of that is to learn about things you don't agree with and even somewhat no, and, no, no. and no. even somewhat I understand but 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 Snoo, back when we went, I think it's a little yeah. looser now. There were a lot of rules. It felt more like high school with all the rules that they had. Oh, Curfews, yeah. got to live on campus, you know, a certain amount of we years. We had to and dress all a certain way our freshman Absolutely. year. Absolutely, dress code. Couldn't wear Before we got there, they changed the whole no dancing and stuff like that. So there were plenty of rules. Yeah. Almost like high school. Now, if we'd have gone to OU... Of course, yeah. OU wouldn't have had those rules, right? So it, it would have been a little different. But if you would have went to West Point, it would probably have been more. Oh, it would have been way more. Way more. But that's very unfair because West Point is built on a, a, a belief of structure. Yes. Right? Like the military. So, mm-hmm. so giving orders and, and, and setting up a system of structure is very much well, a think, part of who uh, they are. I think, do you remember the, the, the three C's of SNU? Character, culture, Christ. Yeah, so of I course. think you're, it's not military level, but I think they are doing some of that intentionally. I, no, and, and I understand that. I get that. But it, to me, it's like you're still shaping that person in a very, very specific mold. Yeah. That I'm not a big fan of. I just, okay, I, I frequently say I'm really glad that I went through public schooling K through 12 because in so many ways it shaped me. It showed me kind of the real world. I was exposed to the entire world. Now I, I made my decisions for myself. I decided who I could hang out with. I could hang out with right. the druggies. You know, I could hang out with the bad kids, but I didn't because of because of the values that I was taught at home. You chose to hang out with the welding shop guys, right? <laughs> I would have. I'd really, I would have. I've loved take welding. I would like to know do welding better now. No, no, my my friends were once again all the nerds. You know, the elite. The kids golfers. The what? Golfers. No, not really. The, I I mm. was on the golf team, but I we weren't really good friends. It was. Most of my friends were just, once again, the nerds in all the, you know, mm-hmm. pre-AP and AP classes and that crap. So I, I am thankful, thankful, thankful that, that I got that experience because it, it just prepared me for the real world more so than being sheltered. And that's what I feel like is the biggest detriment of a private school experience is you, you're, you're too sheltered. 
I get it in that there is a sense of, of shelter that you want for your child, and I get it that you want them hanging out with like-minded people, and, and, and I get it that you're trying to direct them to be who you want them to be. I went to both, though, and after going, like, being introduced to Southern Nazarene, okay. then going to big public school okay. for college... I couldn't wait to get back to SNU fast enough. Okay, specifically why? I hated it. It's just nobody. Okay. There's no help. Okay. Nobody. I felt. Okay. I felt like nobody gave a crap. Okay. And I. The and professors I, weren't even in class part of the time. Okay. There's other people teaching. Here's what your you know, argument. Your argument is big versus school versus small. Big versus small. But there was a culture there too. I enjoyed, like, you're not going to go to the party at Lamar. Okay. You're not, I mean, I guess some people do, but, you know, you go to an event at SNU, there's a good chance a lot of the school's going to be there. Yes. Whether it's a lip sync or something stupid. Okay. Some kind of event, like, you have more access to things. Like, if you do a basketball tournament at Lamar, like a, a, a student. Yes. You ain't good enough to play. Like yes. you, you ain't good enough to play no, right now. I or, understand. Or back then. No, you yeah, certainly not right now. You wouldn't have been picked. You wouldn't have been allowed. Okay. At SNU, you can participate in a lot more. A lot okay. more open to you. You're giving me all the big versus small school arguments. Okay. And there's there's an argument well, to that. Now, for that type of experience, if you want a higher teacher to student ratio, or yes. actually lower, right? I know what you're saying. More, less students per. Thirty teacher. to one. Twenty if, to one. Absolutely. To one. If you want your 15, 10 Not to 1 300 or something like to that. One. Your child is going to get much more attention, but yes. that comes at a cost. Yes. Okay? But, yeah, absolutely. There's value in that, and hence there's an ex- there's an extra cost with it. There's there's also something to be said for uh, the, the small environment. You do get to know m- most everyone on campus. Yes. Um, you are someone on campus. Two people do care about you because it is a yes. small community. So here at, at the big schools, so Oklahoma State, I'll give you that example. Um my middle child, when he when he went to Colby, when he went Shout to out. OSU, he was part of the honors program, right? And and the honors program, basically, what they were saying is, we understand the advantages of a small school experience. Yes. And so we're going to give you that as if you're part of our col- our honor college honors college program. Let me see, say it straight there. Right. In that. We're going to have people that care about you. We're going to get you in some smaller classes. We're going to get you in some specific classes. We're going to have someone that's really dedicated to helping you, more like you would get at a small school. So they're saying, hey, you can go to a big school, and we can still provide you with that experience, that, that more tailored experience, if you want. But you don't have to get sure. that experience. Now... Uh, a lot of my friends, including my my good Baptist friends, they went to Texas A and M. Yeah, but they were part of. They have enormous, like uh, Baptist, uh, yeah, student student communities. Enormous, right? In the right. thousands. Okay. In, in fact, uh, uh, two of my good friends, uh, Brett and Sean, they started a fraternity, like a Baptist fraternity. Okay. And it's it's huge now, and they're like the forefathers, grandfathers, whatever you want to call them or whatever. Yeah, and the fraternity is a big thing, too, which the smaller schools you're not going to okay, have. Okay, hi. And I had no idea, right? That's another thing. Fraternities and sororities, yeah. I had no idea what that life is like. I'm still it's, not it's, interested in those. No, I'm, I'm not either. Yeah. But, but I'm saying here are some differences. And to me, when I really boil it down... I don't know. There's definitely an argument for a smaller school experience. I get that. And if you want more attention and you want to be part of a smaller community, then a small school is right for you. Now, the fact that it's a private and and there's a certain faith-based system behind it, to me, that's almost irrelevant because it's really not part of the education it's just part of the experience, and, and is it worth the extra cost of that? I mean, look, look you, as we know, right, the University of Southern Nazarene, they're struggling right now, right? And they're not alone. I think you've got a lot of private schools that are struggling, you know, post-COVID, certainly. They're struggling yeah, I mean, because yeah, less and less different. people see the, the added value in the expense of I that. I don't see... I don't know if that's just lip service because I don't know if that's actually true. You don't think SNU's struggling financially? Well, I think all colleges to a certain extent are. All colleges. (laughs) Well, I can tell you that SNU is. But 
you know, my youngest went to OSU this year, and it was the biggest freshman class ever. Yeah, oh, yes. So is the school struggling? If the school's struggling, that's probably a management issue. It's not getting the students I in. didn't say Oklahoma State University was struggling financially. I know. You said, you said SNU was struggling. Yes. And I'm not, I'm not going to come out and say that when I don't know it specifically. Okay. I am telling you. How do you know? People have told me that are in the know. Yeah. It, it, but, but look, dude, enrollment is down. That's not you, – you can Google it right now and see what their enrollment figures are. I haven't are. checked. Okay. Well, I'm telling you. You don't need to check. I'm telling Let's you. Let's check it right now. Enrollment pause at it. smaller schools – no, we're not going to. Enrollment at smaller <laughs> schools is down. My point is I think you're doing your kids more harm than good, frankly, by sending them to a private school. I really uh, do. And, 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 and drama. I'm not saying 100%. I'm saying it's 52-48. It's not, it's not heavily. When you, when you shelter your child from the world in that manner, I don't think it prepares them for the world as well as if, if you just let them be part of the world we were during not, that period and let them make their own okay. decisions. You, your job as a parent is to guide them morality-wise, all of that, we, right? Not to give them the education. And so you shouldn't have to send them somewhere special to get that education. That's your job as a parent. You're, taking, you're, you're discounting a lot of other factors that go into it. A kid's personality. Okay. A kid may, you know, may know your kid well enough to know they'll do better at a certain school. Okay. Or a certain setting. Okay. In a different setting. Okay. Um, you're also discounting. And no, no. We hey, were not unprepared no, when Ken, I went into the real I world. I said, I said that that is a good reason for going to a private school if your child is not fitting in in public and you need you need to pay for a more structured and tailored environment. There's value in that. Number 100%. one, Southern Nazarene didn't cost hardly anything more than the other schools. At the time we went, and to this day, I bet the you it's is a lot closer. I bet now. you it's cheaper than it's, University of Texas or Texas A&M. Now that's probably true. Actually. See what I'm saying? The gap is much closer now. But we were not unprepared for life and for school when we left. We were not unprepared. But the, well, you I can't, was prepared. You can't take every single person, Ken, and use them as an example and say, "There's one example. See, there's your reason." I'm saying That's all ridiculous. Our, all our friends were prepared to go into the real world. I know all they were. Them. I know they were. So Ken. I'm taking a sample of all of them. But didn't did we all go to public schools, K through 12? Yeah, but that didn't do anything no, for me. But we me. did, didn't we? Yeah. There you go. I, I think there's a difference when when you go through public K through 12, and then you go. You know, you're 18. You you understand how the world works in many ways at that point. So it's more about like if you stay private the entire time. So I'm really picking on more of K through 12 private schools. If you had to start over, would you would you send your kids to the same school they went to? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm a toss up, and I went to my kids went to a good public school, Deer Creek. Yes. Yes, I know. I wouldn't send my kids to Deer Creek. I'm glad they didn't go to Deer Creek. Toss up. Why? Deer Creek is is almost private. It is very controlled by parents, uh, to 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 a fault almost. And I don't like that. I don't like. I think that's having gone through it. I don't think that's as true as much as you think. Okay, okay, maybe it's not. But that's my perception. And I'll yes. tell you, Putnam City parents don't control it. <laughs> now, now would would my have kids gotten a better education at Deer Creek? Yes, I don't deny that whatsoever. Um, but would they have had a different view of the world? Yes. Would they have been more more um, susceptible to kind of seeing the world in a different lens? Any lens that, oh, I don't have as much as this person? Absolutely. Because Deer Creek is more of a materialistic uh, in any type of... It is, Ken. It's, it's because it, there are people... It is a higher income School yes. district, right? So yes. therefore, it's going to be more materialistic. It's just a fact, okay? It's also more educated. It is. I'm not denying that. I'm not so, denying that. And the and the education comes from having educated people send the kids there. I understand that. So I, I'm agreeing. I'm what's saying. Wrong with that? I'm saying it's almost a private school district, whereas Putnam City is not. It's it's more of the experience that I got as a kid with HSD. It's, it's PC PC North was Deer Creek at one point in time. That's why it was created. 
Was higher, How long ago was, was that? The higher income people How leaving. How long ago was leaving that? Leaving Putnam City Original and the other whatever. What's the other Putnam City? Putnam City West. So Putnam City West. How Putnam long City ago? Original. How long ago? When we were in college. No, it wasn't, Ken, because I drove a school bus for Putnam City and I drove for Putnam City North. Listen, when we when we were at SNU. Yes. If you your cousin. When, who was the baseball coach at one point in time? Yes. Name. Yes. So he Michael lived J. up on, I don't know, Hefner and MacArthur? I, Skylark, yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. Dude, I thought that was the nicest crap I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> well, fast forward 20, 25 years, it's not that great over there anymore. No, and I can tell you. see you, what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying, Putnam Ken. City. Okay. But yes. so now Deer Creek's North, getting more apartments. North is more, more is more middle class, and yeah. then and then South, like original you get, you and, and West I'm is more of like a, middle I'm not to lower. An exact time frame on it. I'm just looking at large periods of time. Uh, I understand you what know, you're saying. In, in 20, 25 years, Deer Creek will be different than it is now. It will be, but right now is so. when we're having the argument, not about where Deer Creek will be. Yeah. <laughs> so, I. I look back and I'm very thankful for where my kids went to school. Uh, I was never worried about their safety. So just because it's public, I never thought, oh, they might get beat up or exposed to drugs. I'm like, my job job is to teach you about how to handle those situations. And that's what we did when they they encountered them. And, And I just hate parents that chastise teachers for certain things that they teach. Um, and I'm like, then just pull your kids out of school and homeschool them. You know, if you have a problem with that, pull them out and homeschool them. I think there's some, um, I mean, there's some validity to some of some of that. Uh, I think the parents need to be smart about it. I've, I remember telling both my kids um, that school and education is a bit of a game. Okay. And I remember telling them, you know, you may have a teacher with certain beliefs that's really pushing that. Yes. Whether that's conservative, whether that's Democrat, whether it's other forms of politics, whether it's forms of religion or personal preference. Yes. um, Whether it's sexuality, whether it's a bunch of stuff. Yes, yes. So I did talk to my kids about all that, and I think they had... If anything, they had a pretty good idea of that concept. Uh, maybe I slacked off in other areas, but I think they <laughs> they got that point. Yes. And um, so I don't mind them being exposed to certain things. But uh, I mean, there was a couple things that irked me. I'm more about I'm I'm really my my problems that I had in undergraduate school and graduate school and even in high school and even with my kids' school is more about somebody being incorrect on stuff but still defends it. Okay. And I'm not I'm not talking about it like against, you? No, I'm talking about like if you ask a specific <laughs> question <laughs> like when and, you're talking about how tall your ladder is <laughs> Yeah, but I was, I told you that the ladders were the same height. So I came back and, and corrected myself. Yes. So there's people that don't do that at all, though. I understand that. So, I understand. And plus, that was, that was a stupid example. But Listen, I've had a few teachers, uh, I mean, a very few, that shared their political views with yeah. my children. And my children came back and told me. And I told my kids, I'm like, listen, yeah. number one, that teacher's way out of line. Yes. Am I going to call the principal and report him? No. Absolutely not, I'm not. Because guess what? You're going to encounter that from, from everybody, right? And I understand she's a person in a position of authority, and there's a little more to that, and, and, and she's got a little more responsibility there. But the bottom line is you have to make decisions for yourself. Yeah. Now, you have questions about that. You come talk to me. And we'll talk through it together. That's my job as your parent, not hers. So just know when people do that, she shouldn't, but so be it. But but you're going to hear opposing opinions from everyone, so get used to it. We're done here. Okay, let We're me tell you here. what, wrapping your stuff up, Good you grief. can say whatever you okay. want. You've been talking you, more than me. This makes me upset. <laughs> oh, yes. You've done it. Knock Southern Nazarene University. Okay. When they have pretty much set you up with everything that's positive in your life. Most things that are positive in your life has some connection to there. Okay. And I don't understand it. I do not understand it. 
I would have loved. My kids did not want to go there, and I wasn't going to force it. But I would have loved it. I meant I don't care at all about the education experience that I received at Southern Edge University. Well, I okay, think, that's a fact. I think that is maybe could be the most elitist thing you said without understanding you're even being elitist. Because if you have the option to sit at the sideline and say that, that means your kids are probably already set up. Ken, I went to UCO, and then I went to UCO to get my, uh, you my, went to my UCO other degree. As, like, extra class here or there to maybe even after you already graduated or to maybe catch a class right at the end of your schooling, which you're a different person, especially when you graduated okay. from undergrad school at, 20, at 27 Fine. when I'm you graduated not, undergrad school. Shut up. I'm proud <laughs> to have gone to Southern Nazarene Thank University. You. That's all I okay? want. I am. I'm proud of my school. I am. Now, what, what frustrates me at times is the extreme views that the school takes. Uh, I disagree with many give, of them. Give me an example. The the whole issue with the Black Lives Matter and the athletes taking a knee uh, for racism and how that was handled. It was handled very poorly. And, and I think it was handled very poorly by many Many people of faith. I'll okay, have to, I'm not. I'll I'm not just be, picking on Southern I'll have University. To be honest, I may have heard some. I don't. I don't remember wow. any details okay. about well, that. Well, I'm not going to go into it. God, this is not the episode. I'm not going to go into oh, it. Oh, I'm enjoying it. Well, I'm not going to go. In. We're going long. Look at the time. Yeah, but I'm cutting stuff out. You, but you're going to. We're going to do a chicken. You said the chicken's going to come be here. I'm not doing a chicken. Oh, we're not. I thought you said you the were. The chicken's coming. That's what I said. I didn't say you were doing a chicken. I said, I said you said that, that we were going to be doing a chicken. Okay, we're we're, we're sounding like not two like, drunk old men. Now. Not like doing a chicken like that. That. <laughs> Listen, you're sounding like a drunk old man. It is. And hey, I did. I'm proud I was asking you. And this is what that education gets you. I do think. I'm doing a chicken. I do think that. (laughs) um, I'm not going to call us and you out specifically, but our denomination as a whole. Okay. Probably we has knee jerk reactions sometimes okay. that are not. I will I will that, that agree with a, that a too. Extreme. I will agree with that too and that yeah. reflects on SNU, but that's part of SNU. Absolutely. That's part of any private yeah. school is is the faith system behind it. Absolutely. Is a big part of it. And yeah, so the problems I have with the faith based system are then a problem I have with the school. I, I see that. I okay. see the correlation. And that Ultimately, what I'm saying is I believe in the separation of church and state, <laughs> right? But that's and not what a public school is. I know, but I'm, I, I'm, I'm being funny here in that I do believe that, that faith is meant to be taught by the parents and education is best taught by professionals. And, and, and the more separate you keep it, frankly, the better, in my opinion. Uh, so that's my belief. And, and I'm not ashamed of it. Yeah, I'm not that I'm not that extreme on my view because I think there should be I think with the private education and maybe some of the more strict structure, it's a it's a checks and balance to other programs out there. Okay. So it's a balance. Okay. So you're allowed to be wrong. It's okay. Oh boy. Whether it's a ladder or private schools, you're allowed to be wrong. Listen, I made a mistake on telling you how tall the ladder was, but my ladder is bigger because we know that you height, insisted. height is not the it's only not the pro- It's The point is not that you said, oh, I think I have a taller ladder. And I'm like, no, I don't think you do. And, you, and then you'd be like, oh, maybe I don't. I don't know. It seems taller. No. No, you said it's taller, it's bigger, it's taller. You were insistent on it, and I said no. Was that insistent? Yes, you were, Ken, as you always are. Because when you think you're right in your head, you do not give room for doubt. Well, I give room for doubt, even when I'm 99.9% sure. Let's not rewind Saturday because let's say I made one mistake. You made probably 20 mistakes what on mistakes? safety issues. No, so no. I'm not going hey, there. This is another issue where just because you think something's unsafe doesn't mean that I think it's unsafe. Yeah, but that you could have taken a poll and everybody would have agreed with what safety was. I don't care. I don't care. I felt it was safe. So is that and here I am. I didn't have any accidents, did I? Yeah, but that's that's a fool's oh argument. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! 
I take risk in life, Ken. Life isn't worth living without taking risk. Yeah, that's that's false too. No, that's a hundred percent true. No, it depends. Live a life free of risk, and I will I will show you no life. What are you risky when you walk out? You're risking your life. I understand when you walk that. You're door. constantly you're managing risk. risk. You're risking your life every breath you take. Oh my to goodness! Stop it. We're done here. We're done here. Uh, oh, is that the chicken walking up? No, it's your mom. He's my mom's here. Did you yeah. surprise me and fly her in? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Well, all right, that was a good discussion. But you know what it's time for, and I'm gonna do. I'm going to do my usual intro. You ready? It's been a while. So, without further ado, it's time for... Use using with, with Chit Chit Kid. All right, and Shane, uh, the song, I believe, is from the 70s. Whoa. It's a pretty popular song from I a pretty popular barely soundtrack. barely remember the 70s, just so you know. Okay, Chicken, come on in. Let's see what you got. Let's see if you still got it, buddy. Just ring that bell so clear and loud, like he'd ring it yesterday. I think the chicken's voice sounded pretty good tonight. Didn't it sounded it? great. From I think it I was the tell. evening air. This, this, this maybe you know, being outside. I'm glad he met us, but he's he's already gone. Yeah, yeah. Just take off. He didn't want to. He had a pretty big margarita in one hand. I don't know. I don't know if he's supposed to have that out here. Cigar and a margarita. It's all good. It's all, yeah. We don't judge. We don't judge. All right. Well, well, even though it. we went to a private school, we don't judge. Um. You didn't. You didn't ask me the song. I'm supposed to guess the song. Oh, good grief! It's, but we're so out of practice. Your concussion is still lingering. <laughs> I think. I'm th- it's it's really pretty much gone. Okay, you can still use it though. Although I, you stabbed me in the knee Saturday, so I got a different. Injury. I didn't stab you in the knee. Did I stab you? Oh, in the you knee? had you had knee pads for yourself, but not for oh us. Oh my gosh! So immediately you start seeing. Excuse me. The chicken starts seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> we are out of this practice. This is the worst. It's the worst podcast ever. <laughs> it's the worst. I'll be racing this whole thing. No, you're not. You better not record and launch it as the last episode, the last fuzzies episode. So immediately, I recognized it, kind of like I'm, I'm, and I'm like, oh, BGS. I know it's BGS. And but then as soon as you soon as the more than a woman. There you go. More than a woman to that's me. The, that's did you the see thing. that that special on the Bee Gees? Have you seen any like documentary type yeah, things? Yeah, I did. They so so who, who's the the oldest one? The one still alive with the is um, it, um, Barry? Is it Barry? I thought it was Barry. Yeah. They told them they Maurice were like, and Robin. They were like, "Hey, can you like scream this part?" Yeah. And he's like, "Okay, I'll try." He's like, "I'll give it a go." And and his scream came out as that high falsetto. Yeah. And then they were like, "I don't know what that was." They had a whole doing it. They had a whole <laughs> career before that '70s disco stuff with the high pitch. Yes. But and, but and they were they were writers too. But unfortunately, they were the poster children for the disco era. Yeah. And when disco died. Like abruptly, yeah. So did their careers. I mean, they were getting older though by that time. They were, but they were still very talented. I think they uh, did all right. And that whole story about uh, the the young Andy, yeah. 
Oh my God! Did you know that he was then he was going to join the Bee Gees as the fourth member? I didn't. I, yes, and then he I died like two weeks he, before. He or something had like that. a. I, I don't know if you're not mixing stories. He may have like gone in. He was going to go do something with the right. I think he was. No. he was solo and no, he was big. No, he was solo, but then he made the decision to join the Bee Gees. And but he was already you having problems, check facts you know, drug problems. We had and whatnot. And, uh, Scott. I need you to check out. that out. Scott, shout out. Scott so Galvan, the what, freaking world. What movie? Get in here and look this up. What movie is that from? Oh man, uh, staying alive. Staying alive. Yeah. Yes. All right. They basically did the whole soundtrack. I know. It's pretty great. So staying alive like is pretty great. Yeah, me too. I like him a lot. But okay. all right. Very good. Worst episode ever. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> uh, worst. Jeff said yeah, that we yeah. sounded like some elitist oh, white yeah. males with our Disney episode. Oh, yeah. And and I want to say that's because he's a Disney hater. Yeah. He's he, never been. He's, he doesn't take his children there. He's depriving them of that experience. Yeah. Which is bordering on child abuse. Never been. And 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 therefore he runs anybody in the ground that that is a, a Disney supporter. So, you know what, Jeff? I don't care. I don't care. So be it. It's great, and I'm not ashamed of it. Okay? So there. And until next time. No. You know, last episode is the first episode ever. Okay. You didn't say it. I cut it off, remember? You're not. You're cold-blooded. Well, you're going to cut me off this time, too? You're starting to trend? I'm cutting off anyway. All right. Until next time.